0: This episode is brought to you by WellForce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at wellforce.ai.
1: Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that.
2: Hello, oh, welcome, welcome to The Girls Who Do Stuff. I'm Sarah Madras. And I'm Jenny Midgley. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story. Right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready.
0: There was a pause there because you guys had never done it that clean before. <laughs> I know. That's now what do we do? We normally talk about how we screw it up.
2: And Jenny was like, I'm feeling all discombobulated. So I was like, oh, I got you. I got Sometimes you. it
0: has been a shit show. <laughs>
2: I feel like we need to do like some grounding exercises for like, you. I, I cleanse I your aura. Like, Let's cleanse your
0: aura. On recording days, usually like I'm here in the office by 7 45 in the morning because I run a networking meeting at eight art and I'm here and I'm doing the things. I actually checked to make sure it was Friday because you weren't here. <laughs> I pulled up my phone I was like, why am I hurrying? What day is it? And my husband had unexpectedly go out of town because his father was in the hospital. He's fine. Just jump right in there and say, like, he's improving. He's doing better, but he decided to just go up and see him because you know we haven't se- been there since COVID, and my kids were just a fucking mess this morning. <laughs> yep. Like everything was like, I didn't even get my coffee until after I got them off to the bus and off to preschool, and like it was, oh,
2: I was like shit just, show. Just take a couple breathers and then yeah. get yourself grounded. I'll introduce the guest, and then yeah. you can be like ready to roll. All right, we're good. I'm gonna drink <laughs> some more coffee. <laughs> So in the spirit of synchronicity and divine timing, of course, last night I post about how I need somebody to take over my social media and today's guest, I was like, yes. I know. She was like, why didn't you tell me about this one? And I was like, (laughs)
0: because you just said to me yesterday, like I need someone new to manage my social media.
2: Yep. All right. So well, you had told me on Sunday, <laughs> but
0: I was drinking. I know.
2: So, so it's, it's happened beautifully. So today in the studio, we have Katie Brinkley from Colorado, y'all. <laughs> Katie, will you introduce yourself for us, please?
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah, hi from beautiful Colorado. And, you know, it's it's beautiful summer day today. So I'm dressed in a sweatshirt because it's freezing in my office, but excited to be here with you, too.
2: Yes, yes, I was curious about that. I was like, "Is it, it, it's summer there, right?" Like, she's got the well, and there's like a on. heat wave
0: across the <laughs> like western half of the United States. So it's like, gonna be
1: 102 today. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be 102. But I'm wearing sweatshirt and yeah. That's well, crazy. that's what I had
0: a whole conversation this morning with my husband on Facetime because I couldn't find the jeans that I wanted to wear. Because he was, and he was like, "Why are you wearing jeans?" I'm like, "Because it's fucking cold in the office." <laughs> <laughs> Because it's 100 degrees outside. So we put the air conditioning up all the way.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And
2: I like your hat, too. Tell us about your hat.
1: Yeah, so it's from my favorite store in Steamboat, Colorado. It's called Ohana. You can shop them online. But it's a little buffalo. And the the, the sweatshirt's from there, too. I, I, I absolutely love that store. It's like my entire wardrobe comes from... Ohana in Steamboat Springs. So I have to do a lot of shopping whenever I go up there.
0: I love it. It And and listeners, for any of you who are curious about what what you're not seeing right now. I was going to describe it. (laughs)
2: Okay.
0: Sarah's going to describe it. Well, no,
2: let's leave it a mystery so that then they're like, oh, what does the hat look like? And then they'll go online to the website. Ah, true. See? truth, truth. Mm. There, we go. there we go. Well, actually, coming full <laughs> circle.
1: If they want to see the hat um, and the sweatshirt, they can check out my most recent reel because I'm wearing the hat and the sweatshirt. Ah,
2: <laughs> love it on Instagram. <laughs> I awesome. love it. I love it. So,
0: Katie, tell us about what it is that you do. You have a podcast. You're a, a small business owner. You do a lot of stuff. You're a clubhouse expert. So, let's just dive in and talk about all, all the things. things.
1: Yeah, I'll give you a quick backstory on who I am and what I do. So, I landed my dream job right out of college. I was the post game reporter for the radio station here in Denver. I did the post game interviews for the, the Broncos and the Rockies and the Avalanche Nuggets. And it was my dream job. That's exactly what I wanted to do. And then Sirius XM came out, and everyone in the radio industry panicked, and I was one of them. And I was like, I should think about doing something else. And so, I moved into marketing. and. During my time in college at working at the college radio station, I was actually helping bands with their MySpace pages. So not dating myself too much there, but so I was helping them with their MySpace pages and just, I saw the power of social media very early on. But when I was in college, being a social media, anything didn't exist. Facebook was still just for colleges and universities only. I moved into marketing. i enjoyed it. I did script writing, media buys, did that for a while. And then mergers happened and my position was eliminated. And then the next week I found out that I was pregnant and I was like, who's going to want to hire me? And then, Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. So I'm going to go on maternity. So I decided to just freelance for a while and it's been four and a half years. And I've in that four and a half years, I've started my own business. I have employees. I've, like you said, I'm on clubhouse now, but I get to do what I'm most passionate about, which is social media and helping small businesses. Figure out the social media strategies that will work for them because not everyone wants to be on social media every day, dancing and pointing and doing all those things and and creating carousel posts. So that's what I help them figure out is how to maximize their time on social media so they can still get results, but they can still spend time on their business, which in most cases is not social media.
2: Right. This is your ideal
0: client sitting
2: right here. Well, maybe because there is a very because she said I teach them how to do I'm like, I don't want you to teach me shit. I want someone on your team to do it for me. You guys can tell me, take a picture doing this. And I'll do that and then send it to you. I don't want to think about anything. I don't want to do anything. You tell me what to hand you and I'll hand it to you. Right. And you have the benefit of having a few brand gallery photos. Yeah. photos. You know, uh, uh, fa- I can galleries just, hand over. Photos, yeah, I can just hand over all the yeah. shit. And, yeah.
0: and should your social media team need the... More high res files or whatever, they can just, you know, yep, exactly reach out to the photographer.
2: So that's my first question. (laughs) Instead of me like learning, I don't want to do that. Can people just hand you their shit?
1: Yeah. So that is, I do a bit like a 50 50, and there's a lot of people. So during the pandemic, everyone in March was given the gift of time, and I was still doing a lot of networking, still was doing a lot of proposals. And most of the people were coming back to me and saying, hey, Katie, yeah, I totally get it. I know that I need social media. I know I need to do a better job of it. But can you teach me? And so that's where the coaching and the training side came from is people were given the gift of time and they were ready to learn how to do it. Now that the world has opened up a bit, people are coming to me and saying, yeah, you know what? I I, I just don't have time. I've got a lot of other things that I need to be taking care of. Here's the things. Here's all the things. You just do it. And honestly, it, I, I enjoy doing both. I I love being able to teach. I teach a lot of realtors Mm -hmm. on how to do their social media because they actually are out there taking the pictures. They need to be there taking video and stuff. But a lot of small business owners, again, that maybe you're a mechanic or if you have a a gallery or if you're a copywriter, those are all people that have other things to do other than be taking a whole bunch of pictures throughout their day. And that's where I come in. Yep.
2: Yep my brain is just not wired that way there's some people who naturally it occurs to them of let me pull out my phone and do this it does not enter my headspace at all no ever, it doesn't ever okay so can I ask how old you both are I'm 40 I'm 40. how old am I but this
1: is the thing guys what well, I, I like to call us the organ trail generation Yes, but absolutely we're Jerry geri- oh, okay but apparently we're called the geriatric millennial. <laughs> Hate that term. All right. So but when Never we got to... pregnant
0: later, we were geriatric pregnancies and now we're geriatric millennials. <laughs> like over 35 is a geriatric pregnancy. And now we're <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Like I forget uh, that I'm so, in my forties. Like yeah. age is amorphous thing to yes. me.
1: Yeah. Well, so this is the reason why, exactly with what you said, we didn't grow up with a phone in our face. All the time, we didn't grow up looking at a lens on our phones. We grew up playing and riding bikes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and picking up, you know, a phone and dialing in the numbers. Actually, and during dinner time, the phone would ring and you wouldn't answer it. Yeah, remember call out caller ID? Like we didn't grow up that way, and so it doesn't occur to us to pick up the phone and be like, "This would be a really good picture," or "I should tell everyone." About this coffee that I'm drinking, it doesn't yep. occur to us because we didn't grow up mm-hmm. with a phone in our mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people, younger millennials, <laughs> did. They grew up with uh, you know Facebook already being out there, Instagram being out there. We were the first of MySpace. We yep. the birth of social media. Yep. So it, it makes total sense for you not to think that way. So I don't want you to think that there's anything wrong with you. It's just because we're not used to it. See, well, she just made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> you always shame me. Get
0: I never shame now. you. I never <laughs> shame you. But I think it's important to recognize that we also offer a variant of that to our people in our generation and older to say, look, you're, you don't want to deal with it. So guess what we can do? We can create this whole system and plan ahead. And if we do this strategy and we do this planning, all you're going to have to do is remember once in a while to do something spontaneous. Right. Take a picture at the Apex Pride Festival Mm -hmm. and post it to the podcast page or. Which I haven't done. I did it that day. See, but you think like that. I do not. It's still sitting in my phone. But I have to do it. I have to think about it. Any more coffee? I have to actively think about doing it because it's not, even though I, content marketing is part of my stuff mm-hmm. and branding is part of my stuff and that digital marketing piece of what I offer, like you, it doesn't come naturally to me. And I have to think about it. I have to consciously and, and be very aware
2: of it. Cognizant. That was the word Cognizant. I was looking for. There you go. There you <laughs> go. So I have a question. You said right out of school, you landed your dream job. How did you land that dream job right out of school? I'm just that good. No, um, it
1: it was a lot of. I worked at the college radio station for three of my four years of school. I did a lot of networking. I I got an internship at the radio station, and I didn't, like, after the uh, internship ended, I stayed in contact with a lot of my mentors. And so when the position came available after I graduated, it was typically a position that they were using for some intern stuff. And they were just like, you know what, instead of having an intern do this, why don't we just pay Katie? She came in here last summer. She did an awesome job. And so I got the position and I was there for for two years and I loved it. it and it was at a time too, where it wasn't as often seeing a female in the locker room. Like I was mm-hmm. one of the only women in the locker room back then. And I always I like, but I tell these stories. I'm like, gosh, how old am I? But I'm really not. So it, it's one of those things where I, So much has changed. And looking back on it, I'm like, man, that was such an amazing opportunity. I wish that I would have just stuck with it longer. But there were so many unknowns of what radio was going to be. Mm -hmm. And then there was a ton of people jumping ship for television. And so I was like, all right, I haven't done anything on TV. My entire college journalism career was all on Radio. It was all voice. It was mm-hmm. all audio. Like I was doing the announcing at the, the football games, not the s- baseball games. I was doing the you know stadium announcing. So everything I'd done was audio. Mm-hmm. So I had no video training in. Yeah, it was one of the things I was like, well, I could go into the marketing side, just stuff. Looking back, I'm like, oh, if I could have a do over, that'd be one of the things I would probably do over. But well- I don't like my job now. But.
2: Right, right, right. No, I totally understand what you mean. And what I love is that your answer to it was basically you were designing what it is that you wanted. And so you were like, "Okay, I'm going to intern here. I'm going to work here for." And you were being intentional about it. It wasn't just, "Oh, I did this internship. Peace out." You stayed in contact with the mentors, and and so it was you kept all- your eyes on the prize. Correct. It was all by design and planting the seeds and continuing to tend to it not just leave it there and plan it and forget it, I think. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think people do well, that and all the I think that too, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And I think that too, it's still in place today with social media and Clubhouse. My, Jenny, I know you mentioned that I'm on Clubhouse a lot. And that's one of the things where I think people are missing the mark. And they, they post something on social media And then they're like, all right, sales, people just start coming at me, but it's a lot of work. And a lot of it is outreach and follow-up and just extending that olive branch out to see what, how can you continue helping them? Did they have any more additional questions? And once you build that relationship, then they're going to want to do business with you. It's, it really is a lot of the same thing of just never really saying goodbye and like ending the conversation, trying to always leave the door open for another question or another conversation. I love Mm -hmm.
0: that. Never really saying goodbye. Illustrated Mm -hmm. by the fact I was invited into Clubhouse Rooms by Jenny Wright and Allison Lex, Mm -hmm. who we also interviewed on the podcast and I've been on theirs. And then Jenny started inviting me up to panels and Katie was on these panels because Jenny and Katie and Allison had all connected. And then we were in these podcast rooms and we were talking and I'm listening actively to be like. Who will be a good fit for our show? Because that's every interaction I have. I think about who's going to be a good fit for who I know. Like, And it's not just our show. It's like anybody I know. Like, It's the networking mind. That's where my mind goes, naturally, is who do I know that may be a good resource for this person or vice versa? And then just doing that over time and then saying, hey, you know what? I think that you'd be really great fit for our show. Is this something you'd be interested in doing? We'd love to have you on. Here's the information. And then it just grows from there. And then look, here we are today.
1: Yeah. Jenny. And I think that too. So coming from the corporate side of thing, I never realized how important networking is. And I think that networking has become a dirty word. You're like, Oh, why would you want to go to a networking event and talk about it? But at the same time, like it's, this is how it really is how you move your business yep. forward and how you create incredible relationships. Like you said, Allison and Jenny, it's Learn, I was a guest on their podcast, and it has evolved into an incredible friendship and business relationship. Mm. They've both been on mine now, and I've referred business their way. They've referred business my way. And it all just started because we had that first conversation, and we continued it and continued trying to network together. So I think that as a business owner, if you're not trying to take that next step and keep the door open for communication mm-hmm. – then you're missing out on a huge opportunity. And
0: as Katie was saying, I I do agree that people who don't know truly the value of networking and what networking really is, think networking is a dirty word. I don't go to networking events and talk about my business all that much. I might, people might ask what I do and I'll say, I I do content marketing and brand and marketing photography and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not interested in having that conversation right now. I just want to know like, how was your day? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's about intentionally networking so that I'm not going there just to collect business cards or add people to my email list. I'm going to make genuine connections to see if I'm a good fit for them, if they're a good fit for me, and if not me, then someone else.
2: And so, Katie, how do you flush out... The because I I want to differentiate between you never want to say goodbye but there's some people that you probably are like oh you're not my people and yeah. so you're maybe not saying goodbye but you're not putting your energy there and so where people where you're like oh yes how you just said about with Jenny and Allison I you know and then that's sparked into this and yeah, yeah I think it's important for people to understand that it's the differentiation between the two of knowing who are the people that you want to invest that extra time in and continue to water the seed and who is the seed that it's there, but you're not like removing the seed, but you're also not watering it. So how do you differentiate between that? So
1: there's sometimes too, where I think that a lot of times where I'm I'm sending out a, a you know, a LinkedIn message or whatever. I'm just like Jenny and I, it's not like, Hey, come do business with me. I start with a genuine conversation starter of, Hey, I see you're located in Denver too. Are you, are you a native or have you moved here recently? It's a genuine conversation starter mm-hmm. and seeing how the conversation flows, because there's, like you said, Sarah, there's a lot of times where I could think on paper, man, this is my ideal client. Mm-hmm. They are going to buy from me. And then once I start talking to them, Oh, actually no, but you know, what might be a good fit, or this is a good person to pe- keep in my pipeline. Um, or I might actually be a great fit for them. Like I, they should do business. I should do business with them. And so I think that it's, I don't ever really try and like, cut, like end the seed. There's a lot of right. people that are, I want to say like takers where it's okay. Now that we've started this conversation, they, they want to get the advice for free. And that's where it, I definitely push them into it. Okay, yeah, we can have a complimentary consult and a 15 minute consultation. But the, once they start filling out the consultation form, it's like a lot of questions that I ask just to pre-screen totally. them and say, oh, okay, this this is a big, like this is a commitment or this is an investment to, yep. to get on the phone with Katie. Yep. And that's a good way to filter people out. But there's also too like, I use, there's a number of people out there. Like I don't work with MLMs. I don't work with nonprofits because those aren't my ideal clients, but I have a network of people that I can refer them Mm -hmm. out to. Mm -hmm. And that makes it feel better for both sides. It's like, okay, you're not a fit for me, but I know someone that I can steer you in the direction of, and maybe you can work with them. Mm Yep.
2: For you on this journey and making that shift of, oh, I've got this dream job and now things are changing, the environment is changing and it's feeling uncertain. So I'm going to go over here where there's more certainty for you. What were some of the obstacles and challenges you overcame during those transitions?
1: I think honestly, like leaving from radio into my next job was I was younger. I don't know if it really did affect me that much, but leaving from what I thought like the marketing position, the the secure marketing manager position, I had a great boss, I had great perks and everything was, I wasn't planning on leaving. And when that happened and I was laid off, that was definitely more of a, Oh my God, what am I going to do now? And I'm pregnant. So it was definitely a time where I had no idea of the uncertainty of what to do. And a lot of it was just blindly going into things.
0: Force, offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce. Do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows? A technology assessment, including security and managed services to optimize performance, or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience? If that's you, WellForce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid. Visit WellForce.ai today.
1: My boss that I had that was the marketing director, I don't think she realized how instrumental she was into where I am today because she said to me, she goes, Katie, I know that you're really devastated by this, but I have to tell you, you're so good at social media. I just would love to see you continue doing social media and find some way to get back into radio, some way to just use audio again. And honestly, that's what I'm doing now. All I do is social media and I have two podcasts and I'm on clubhouse a lot. And I'm, you know, get, have, I do paid rooms on clubhouse. So I'm honestly doing exactly what she said she wanted to see from me. And when she said those words, it really gave me that light bulb moment of like, then I might not be able to find that job, but I could go and make it. And Mm -hmm. By her just saying that, and I, the respect that I had for her saying those words out loud, I think gave me the confidence to just go out there and try.
2: And so for you, what have been some of the resiliency skills that you either A, were born with, or B, learned along the way? And where do you think they came from? Because- when you're talking, you can tell that it's like, hey, when I view something, my mindset is we're gonna figure it out and we're gonna get through it. We're not gonna sit here and piss ass around and have a pity party. <laughs> so, where do you think that comes from for you? I'm an
1: only child. So, I always had to figure things uh, out on my, my own, anyways. And looking back, it totally makes sense that I'm an entrepreneur, that I started my own business because I remember like I wanted to be babysitting when I was 12. And, you know, what? there's a grocery like a Kroger grocery store where you could go and be the cart person at age 15 and i was so desperate to be turned 15 so i could be the cart person so i could start working and so until that time happened i started my own screen company so like window screens like i learned how to rescreen windows and i was just doing it around the neighborhood and i awesome. would <laughs> rescreen people's windows for them and are your parents entrepreneurs
0: do you come from a line of small um, business owners and entrepreneurs
1: So my, both my parents, uh, my mom and my dad were both flight attendants at United. My mom started back in the the days where you had to be like height, a certain height, Mm -hmm. a certain weight, and you couldn't, she couldn't wear her wedding, right? Yeah. Um, (laughs) So they were both flight attendants. And my dad, like, I remember him, he was a realtor for a while, but nothing really, I guess I had extra time on my hands because I was alone,
2: (laughs) right at home.
1: So I was always trying to figure out ways Mm -hmm. that I can make money that I, so I could, buy new toys that I wanted to go to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal. And look, like I said, looking back, I'm, I'm like, of course, I ended up being an entrepreneur. And I played sports. I, I was an athlete through college. I played college softball. That makes sense. That makes and so much sense. I, think <laughs> yeah.
2: I was like, and there it is. And there it is. There's the connection. <laughs> yep.
0: That's Driven, so resilient,
2: yeah, type A, well, and motivated.
0: And then, oh, and a college athlete
2: because that's the training, like
0: <laughs> the discipline, correct the, the the work ethic, the all of that kind of piled in piled into a nice big bowl of goodness right. that then pops out, Katie Brinkley. Now,
2: what have been some of your <laughs> limiting beliefs along the way, and then how did you overcome them?
1: I still have very bad mindset issues and I work on it all the time. That's my 2021 20, goal is to stop saying I have mm. mindset issues and say, I used to have mindset issues because That's a good with social media, with social media, it's so hard to not compare yourself to where you are on your journey to everyone else's. Yeah. And our good friend, Allison, she said it perfectly um, to me one time because I was having a rough day. And she goes, Katie, you have to quit comparing everyone else's highlight reels to your bloopers. You're not seeing what they've tried and what they failed at. You're yeah. only seeing what the things that they've succeeded at, and they're sticking with it. You're going to find your path on, on where you fit into all this. And that was really helpful for me Uh, to just put the blinders on. I had to unfollow a lot of accounts that I respected because I was just seeing all of them like, gosh, why is, you know, this is such a good post or this is such a good reel or whatever. Why is it not getting the engagement? Is it the hashtags I'm using? Is it? And I just had to go back and be like, look, I have the followers that I have there. They show up for me. They engage, they comment, you know, they like they're buying from me. I just need to focus in on them and how I can best serve them because then they'll start telling their friends about me and so on. So the mindset stuff is definitely one of the biggest struggles that I have just to, because of the comparison of where I spend the majority of my time, Yep, you only get to see other people's highlights. Yeah. No, I, and I think that we...
0: That's we why we talk you about say like don't compare your A to right. their That's you know it. yeah don't compare um, your middle to somebody else's end all of those things and and we do we talk because it is it's really hard and I actually one of the talks that I'm developing and like content things is talking about toxic positivity and looking at look your life is really not fucking pinterest perfect so stop trying to make everybody <laughs> believe that it is right mm-hmm. and what I keep going back to was oh god what it was uh shop one of the shopaholic books i think it was shopaholic and baby I don't know
2: if you've read the shopaholic books, Katie. We already know Sarah Desiree. See? Did you see the look she just gave you? She is my people. She's on this team. Okay.
0: Anyway, don't think about the shopaholic movie. But there's so in the book, it's
1: there's a movie even. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was terrible. It was
0: don't. But it's not a good representation. They're funny books. Right. They're just they're funny. They're lighthearted. And the main character is totally a good beach read, a great beach read. And like the main character, Becky, is like her life is literally in shambles and she's just trying to survive and do the next right thing. And she like fumbles through all of these like really funny happenstance things and then ends up. But one of the things was like her relationship with her best friend from childhood was changing and evolving. And the best friend had kids and would no longer listen to Becky because she was listening to this mom who literally was like the Stepford wife and had the four kids that were always perfectly primped and dressed. And it's based in the UK. So it's all the British polish. They're like living in castles and, and like these. And but the scene that it makes me think about is in the book that she sees this Pinterest perfect mom Feeding her kids chocolate and happy meals. You know what I mean? When all she did in public was give them organic granola yeah. sprouts. It's- but it was also the realization of she's human too, and I don't need to hate her. And it showed she was like, I can have empathy and compassion for it. And it was like a good learning moment. If you like Chick Lit, the Shopaholic series is great. I'm just saying. If you're a reader, if not, that's cool too. But it's one of those things that we do that on social media all the time when we're consuming it and when we're trying to create it we're trying to create this like perfect looking life because we think that's what's going to bring engagement
2: i was like i'm not do you I'm see my post of crying in parking lots and yes. eating blocks of I'm cheese talk- you are the exception because <laughs> yeah your cheese have that you was really good. posted
1: um, anything about eating yeah, a block
2: th- of cheese oh because oh, yeah. i had a bad parenting day and i was like And so now I'm eating an entire block of cheese because I want to opt out of parenting and children suck today. And
0: it was like opposite (laughs) spectrums because it was like bad parenting day followed an amazing day. Like, it was like, it was an amazing day where we literally ignored our children because they were all having having fun fun together. And we all just sat
2: around and we adulted. And And that's why I got so pissed is I was like, you little shits. We just did this whole damn freaking day for your asses. And then the next damn day, I want more as I'm struggling and crying, trying to get the damn thing up on the wall by myself. And he's my 10 year old. It's probably not a good time to ask for something, is it? And I'm like... (laughs) It's really not. And he's the one that pushes your buttons more than anyone else in your house. So, So.
0: and it's one of those things that like when you're, when you look at it and it was so impactful, it was so powerful. It was a picture of the cheese in the cart at Costco against this like nice long copy. Now somebody who's engaged with you on (laughs) social media is going to read the copy and understand that there's a lesson in there because you consistently show up that way to make sure that everything is meaningful. So it's right. showing that real life happens and sometimes you just need to sit and eat a block of cheese by yourself. Yep. Unless you're me, I can't do that. But yeah. other people might.
2: Yeah, I can't stand the fakeness. Yeah. Right. Are you mm-hmm. going to eat cheese with me?
1: Yeah, no. I yeah, I'll eat a block of cheese with you. <laughs> I'll eat the and, jar and of all, peanut and, butter. But, <laughs> well, stand. but just you know, before we go too far off on a, you know, mompreneur tangent here. Right. I do have to say like It is always, so I took the day off of work yesterday, took the girls to the museum, took them to the pool, and last night, they were so bad when we finally got home, and I was like, for crying out loud, all I did today was try and make like a special day for you and have so much fun, and all I want you to do is just take a bath and go to bed and so I can try and just respond to emails. And you're making it next impossible. Oh my gosh! Yes. It, it, it is so true. Sometimes it's like oh, a whole day trying to make right. it special, and yes. uh, I wish I wouldn't have even done it.
2: Exactly. Right, yes.
0: You're like, damn it! And then you're, but then in, the, in your mind you're going through that like crazy spiral of, but I don't want to shame them for just being kids and having feelings and being overstimulated and everything's coming out, and I'm their safe space. But yes. really, just stop being a fucking <laughs> asshole right now. I just want you. Yes. To just not behave this way. But, oh, my God, I'm just trying to help you and support yeah. you and making good choices. and It's and exhausting. You're like But this is the mental is. energy. Yeah. Ugh. And this is what happens every day. So <laughs> this in, is why I don't have energy to do. Because <laughs> this is what happens, especially. I think that that when we are entrepreneurs and moms and, and dads and trying to adult and trying to juggle all these things, honestly, like these are the conversations. You want to know why a small business owner is tired? This is why. Mm-hmm. We are constantly having these competing conversations in our heads. Yeah. So for you,
2: if you're like, all right, what I'm doing right now is what my mentor said at that job and I'm doing it. So if you like, do you feel like this is it? Like, are you in it? You're like, this is it.
1: You know, I don't see, I feel like this is it, but I felt like this is it before. I've had my dream job a couple of times now. I thought that this was it when I was the locker room reporter. And then I thought that this was it when I landed the marketing manager position for the, the TV station at the for the Rockies. But now I'm like, gosh, I can't, like I just said, I took yesterday off. And I, who'd I have to ask me, I had to yeah. just look mm-hmm. at my calendar and moved a couple of things around. And all right, I'm gonna take the day off and go to the museum with the kids, take them to the pool, just have a special day with them. And it, it that's the, the, the stuff that for me right now, and I guess that's the thing, like right now, this is the perfect mm-hmm. job for me with where I am in my life right now, the locker room reporter, that was the perfect job for me with where I was in my life right then. And I do think it's like the saying, I I think it's with friendships, but there's a reason, a season and a lifetime. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that right now, like this is the absolute perfect job for me. I can't imagine leaving it to do anything else, but in 10 years, my kids are going to be 17 and 13 or, and by then they might not really care about Go to the museum and hanging out with mom all day. So maybe I will want to actually go back to a corporate job and not have my summers up. We'll see. But right. right now I can't imagine doing anything else.
0: And I think it's really important that the takeaway that I have from that is just like recognizing that you can make anything into your dream job. If you are going to commit to that mindset and that vision, because it does, life is going to hand you lemons, right? And you can either be mad about it or You can squeeze that juiciness out of it. Right. Like you can do something with it. And when you can look back on things and say, oh, you know what? This was the worst possible thing at the time. And I was scared. But look how like it's evidence. It's presenting you the evidence of, Mm -hmm. of how you are resilient. And it's the things that we talk about all the time. What is your truth? What evidence is there to support that belief? And when you can break that down and show that evidence is actually opposite of what that belief is then you can make it into your dream vision whatever
2: well and to piggyback on what you're saying because I think that's what I took away too of Mm -hmm. like right now any it can be this is it and to create whatever it is that you're in now to be this is it and that the this is it evolves based on the season because I think people get if I switch Then I failed or I thought this was it. And so Mm -hmm. they see it as a failure or as a death or as a loss Where it's that was it for that season. And the next this is it. And And you're going to carry all that stuff with
0: you from those previous seasons into this one now. And that's going to make things even better. That's what
2: I was like. That's the end lesson. All right.
0: So end lesson of takeaways. All right. So let's also give us three quick tips that our listeners can start doing today to improve their engagement on their social platforms?
1: The biggest tip that I can give is to be social on it. it that sounds really silly, well, but I think that a lot of businesses. Social media made to be social. I, 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 it's called social media for a reason. But I think that that's one of the biggest problems. We're like, <laughs> all right, I paid this person to to create this content for me. I have a social media manager, but they, they haven't given them any photos. So the social media manager only has stock imagery and graphics to use. And those are only going to take you so far. You do have to show up and give somebody to recognize and feel like they're getting to know. So as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, you do have to show up and show your face, give people somebody that they feel like they're doing business with. So that's part one. But then two, you have to be social. Like I said, I think that posting is not enough, you have to actively engage. If someone comments on your post, and you don't respond, they're not going to comment again, They, they took the time out of their day to leave you a comment. And so you need to actively respond to them. Just Mm -hmm. say thank you or or continue that conversation. And then I spend uh, about an an hour a day, 30 minutes to an hour, commenting on other people's posts. It sounds like a lot of work, but at the same time, that is my biggest ROI that I do. It helps me get in front of a new audience on a regular basis. And it's good for both parties because if I'm comment, so I find five hashtags that my ideal client is using. And I will go in and I comment on 90 posts a day. And by me doing that, I'm helping them in the algorithm because now they've had someone comment on their post. So Instagram's boosting it a little bit more in the feed uh, to more of their followers. And two, I'm showing up there and on this new person and they're going to say, hey, who's this? I am Katie Brinkley. They'll come to my page and say, oh, look, she's giving me all these free tips and advice. I'm going to follow her or their followers are going to see this Katie Brinkley comment and they might do the same thing. So that has been my biggest asset in, in follower growth and getting the right followers. And it's honestly, it's just paying it forward by you commenting on someone's post, by you being mm-hmm. social on social media, you're getting the right followers over to your account. So I guess that was Great. only two. And I comment want
0: one more? To, that's OK. We'll do one more. But I want to comment to your comment about your number two of being social and taking 30 minutes to an hour a day. To engage with other... Putting that on your calendar.
2: Putting that on your calendar. Put it on your
0: calendar. But also there's ways that you... You don't have to sit down and give it 30 minutes at a time or an hour at a time. You can actually break that in. If you take five minutes six times a day, that is 30 minutes. Totally. You said it like mm-hmm. you were asking us to check your math. Yeah, you I was like, asking right? you to check my math. 6 yes. minutes or five 10 times, times. A day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's like how guys take like 20 I minutes t- to poop. I know like why I don't be pooping math. Yes. and <laughs> handle it right then your whole like guys do that
0: right like yes sometimes when we do it we're hiding in the bathroom (laughs) we're really not taking they're doing the same thing they're reading they're hiding so it's really but it's about taking that and I was totally asking you to check my math because we know I don't math and but it is or you can do that you can put on a a playlist and say for these three songs I'm just going to respond through the duration of these three songs and then I'm going to walk away like you you can make it manageable for yourself that was all I was gonna I was just commenting on your comment
1: Exactly. Yeah, you don't need to do it all at one time. I think that you know, like, absolutely doing it scattered throughout the day. While you're waiting in line for your Starbucks, or while you're in the carpool lane, those are that's a great time just to go yes. ahead and be like, all right, go ahead. You're not allowed to use you know. your
0: phone in the carpool. They yell at you.
1: They do, but I have it hidden down.
0: And I'm like, oh, I can't tell you how many times we've been on the phone. She's like, I gotta go. The lady's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> like she knows, even if it's hands free, she knows I'm talking on they the phone. They do,
2: and they scold us. <laughs>
0: It's fantastic.
2: They shame us. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. So, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm done. No, Nothing I was like done. that. I was uh, like, I feel like that's good tips. And we only have 15 minutes. So we got to go do rapid fire. All right.
0: But uh, Katie Brinkley, tell us where we can find you, where our listeners can find you and connect with you.
1: Yeah, I'm on social media. Uh, so really? on <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> so I'm on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley on LinkedIn. Katie Brinkley. And um, if you want to go to the website and and learn more about me and and what we do, it's nextstepsocialcommunications.com.
0: And her website is beautiful. And her branding photos are beautiful. Nice. She's a good branding photographer.
1: (laughs) Nice. And your podcasts that you run, one is uh, Rocky Mountain Marketing, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I have Rocky Mountain Marketing episodes come out every Tuesday, and it alternates between Denver-based business owners, and we get to hear their entrepreneurial journey. And then I have digital marketing experts from around the world come on and share their expertise just to help you level up your business with different marketing strategies. And then I also have an NFL podcast that I do with James Scott. He's in Scotland and he and I talk about NFL football twice a week during football season.
2: That's fun. fun. Yeah.
1: So Yeah. Fun. It brings me back random to random story. Roots.
2: Totally. Yeah, yeah. So random story. When I was in college, we had the Super Bowl in Tampa and they had the whole Super Bowl experience. And it was when uh, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, like NSYNC was performing at Britney Spears. And in the NFL experience, you could go and do color commentary. So they would put uh, a football, like a clip and you would have the mic and you do the color mm-hmm. commentary. And my college boyfriend, huge into sports. And so he did the like technical and i did the color
0: were you like olympia dukakis from still magnolias talking about the color of their shorts no
2: i was (laughs) was, it was fucking hilarious like i was like maybe i should do this
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was so fun
2: so that's why i'm like oh that podcast has got to be so much fun to Mm -hmm. do
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we'll totally tune in. So um, Katie Brinkley, thank you so much for joining us today. We greatly appreciate you. This was a lot of fun. It I was. This. I'm, I'm going on her Insta uh, right now. I'm going on your IG. And this girl only got on Insta this year.
1: Truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where it's, it seems like it's just another social media channel to, to be on, but there's a social media channel for every single type of, of client and customer and and purpose out there. So yep. mm-hmm. welcome to Insta. <laughs>
0: On that note, thank you so much for listening. Connect with us at com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff.
2: We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And And you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out
1: by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.